0: View from 202, a New York Red Bulls fan podcast, available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and direct from our website, viewfrom202.com. Praise the Lord, I was born to Feeling
1: like Slash in front of
0: the chapel. It's episode 67 of View from 202. After another week with no win, it's me, Britt, joined by Alex Feijs Chang
2: and Sam Place. What's up? Hey. Um, how are you guys doing? I'm alright i had a pretty solid weekend of sports we went
1: golfing that was that was like okay well it it was fine Britt wouldn't know because he had yes
0: i'm sorry i was organizing uh donations for puerto rico instead
2: it's yeah. okay i caught heat stroke and i died yeah so
1: yeah. i the, th- the think about golf i feel like it's 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 good for like two hours and then that's it like I only started having fun after nine holes. I got I got seven <laughs> holes in and I was like ready to go home. I, 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 it was like fine. And my fine experience for what it nine is. is pretty good. And it was just kinda like... then
0: you kind of just soldier through.
1: Exactly. And so when, by the time I got to eight or nine, like it's a little, little warm. It was like 85. Yeah. The part was, I'm
0: confused about is that it was hot and yeah. you're dehydrated. I understand all of that. And then you decided to take a breather, but you stayed outside in the heat and just simply didn't swing the golf club. No, I went back to the clubhouse. Oh, okay. I, I was under the impression that you're like, oh, I'm tired. I'm just going to, like, walk with you guys. And I was like, wait, what? That's by far the harder part
2: than the actual swinging of the club. Yeah, no, I, was... I, I I walked slowly back to the clubhouse. I yeah. see.
1: Yeah, and but then he made it back out the 18th hole. So
2: Yeah, I didn't I, really hit
1: it, though, because I, I was cramping up. That uh, point, so. <laughs> I mean, you could have wrote your own story there. You yeah. Didn't have to make yourself look so bad. No, but, I but cannot tell a lie. It's neither here <laughs> nor there. Golf was fine. Uh, it was. Uh, it was a good experience. It's kind of cool to like do that, like in the middle of Brooklyn, <laughs> with sirens going off. It, it's it's kind of funny like be at the T box and you just hear like whoo. Also, there's a Nathan's down there that has five cent hot dogs on Thursdays. Wow! And it also has a, a seven point eight rating on Foursquare, which, which is, is like insane,
0: absurdly high <laughs> for, for that any kind of
2: fast
1: food chain. I don't uh,
0: ever. I, I'm not familiar
2: with the Foursquare. Foursquare square rating system i mean it's out of 10 but like if it's a nathan's hot dog standalone and then it's a 7.8 a notably good customer service what does that mean wow i don't know i can that means that
1: we should go on a thursday yeah i
0: I think we should go out of our way to get these five dogs. yeah i'll I'll (laughs) take a day off i guess i mean
1: anything to distract us from the red bulls performance this weekend i was really hoping we wouldn't talk about that this episode
0: do you see um my favorite thing today was that I saw that Ivanka Trump posted something of like it was like her son or a nephew or some shit. I don't know, some child. Did you get it from her private email? <laughs> no, I'm not privy, but um, <laughs> the is like, uh, oh, you know, something generic and nice and cute about her son, but he turns uh, eight months old today. Happy birthday! <laughs> Wait, what? What what did she think Like like an eight how did like is she on some sort of two thirds of the year calendar? I know it smelt like wait, a year, you see, but like
2: see that picture with her or like her uh niece or something? No. Maybe. And, I don't know. There's so and much. And she's just like holding a baby she's like, This is a this is um, Oh yes, 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 yes. Go on. <laughs> I don't I don't remember but
0: it was like love lovely spending my day with my nephew uh on an otherwise, on otherwise great day. <laughs> it's like <wait>, while. <laughs> I guess just not good when around nephew. Maybe she actually just fucking hates her nephews and nieces. And this is her way of just like that. If if that, I don't even have any nephews, but I'm going to go ahead and call (laughs) that and say that's the most relatable thing, only relatable thing about her, if that's what she's actually doing. Um,
2: She gets embarrassed by her dad sometimes.
0: uh, I cannot relate to the way that he embarrasses her specifically. So I'll just leave that there. Um. Yeah, the Red Bulls lost 3-2, uh, to two, which, um, to be fair, I guess we all predicted that. Peaches, maybe you didn't. I think you were contrarian. But Sam and I predicted that last week, so we don't really have...
2: I predicted a draw.
0: Theoretically, we don't have too much room to be too grumpy about it. Um, I'm still kind of grumpy about the way it happened, though. Yeah. Uh, pretty unsatisfying. Uh, gave up a goal almost immediately uh, on a set piece in a way that has me convinced that the team has actually pavlovian trained us because i think just seeing how it was set up and right before they kick it I, I just thought like almost unconsciously goal no no you you said it out loud i did say it yeah yeah <laughs> but i said it unconsciously i and, think
2: you know i'll, I'll co-sign that yeah, you uh, went in right and then there was it.
0: even no no reaction and then based on the internet uh, many other people had this experience uh maybe it was a collective out-of-body experience but really, I think it's just that we've seen so many goals wh- from that situation and whipped in that we just knew like it was the it's like when a dog feels an earthquake coming like 15 seconds before it actually does <laughs> so it was like that. Um, by my read, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, th- I think it was Aaron Long's man to mark one on one, but it was ultimately a uh, Question who gets jumped over. But I think. For my money, it's Aaron Long who lets the defender get away from him and, and basically run unobstructed to fi- get ahead on it, um, even though it is Sasha who is jumped over at the very end. Uh, disappointing, nonetheless. A uh, short while later, Brotherette Phillips uh, scores a very good like 2015 goal, yeah. 2016 yeah. goal, maybe. Uh, Sean Davis um, gets some nice little uh, uh, pressure um, and persistence and gets it into Bradley, who was at a very tight angle and quick hits it. uh, Two touches. Yeah, right into the corner. Kind of reminded me of Royer actually this season a little bit in that uh, somebody finally just took a shot from a a steeper angle and uh, actually succeeded. Mm, Royer would have taken the near post. Yeah, (laughs) but I mean it was a similar kind of angle, but um, took it quickly enough to kind of get it underneath the keeper quick enough, uh, you know, one of, uh, his more pre- precise goals for the season that puts him at what, 16, 17, 16, I believe, uh, nice, significant goal haul, even though the season's been kind of mediocre on the whole, uh, but it was not to be as we eventually gave up two more goals, uh, in pretty quick succession. One of them, uh, was almost missed by the TV crew entirely, who I will say, uh, did didn't do a very good job at this game. I think we missed. I I remember watching it very frustratedly because I think we missed a lot on replays. I don't know if they're just more used to uh, American football style rhythm, but there were just a lot of things, a lot of throw-ins, a lot of res, uh, resuming play where uh, we jumped back. and Wait, wasn't
2: this game on MSG? Yeah,
0: I guess it was. I don't know who they bought the feed from, though, because yeah. they just buy the feed and the director from whoever's recording on site. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, in any case, Columbus should have experience shooting soccer by now. So maybe it's just, you know, you know not that the, well done the anyway. the first
2: soccer-specific stadium in MLS? Yes. Yes. I don't... Yes. Um, <laughs> they, but... You, they mentioned that.
0: Basically all you could see was a diagonal ball that makes it into Maram, who uh, cuts in and shoots past Escobar and Robles, Escobar is uh, still moving backwards pretty much until this hut is made, he doesn't really stand up um, Merrim at all, but uh, I wish we could see more of the, pa- the ball into Merrim in the first place uh i after pausing was it was bad after pausing it and going back like 10 different times and trying to actually see it before it cut away i think i've determined that it was it was felipe who is not pressuring igain uh very hard and igain basically uh has a nice free touch to get that into Merim in the first mm-hmm. place then only a couple minutes later in the sixty-sixth or 67th minute uh, we just give up a goal on a corner, which was pretty simple. They just beat us on a corner.
2: This
0: um,
1: <laughs> happens f- far more often. Than, yeah, than it, it should. It's really
2: been like. happening a lot this it, year. It's just crazy. We've gone from yeah. like the best, like we've been known for our set pieces, to just being completely shitting the bed on every single set piece this season. I feel like we just look lost offensively defensively. and defensively.
1: Yeah, I mean the separate things right but like i feel like defensively we just look especially lost uh defending the box Do you think it was it, Dax? It, it might have been i mean we can talk
0: about this later i mean it might be in part be dax because of matchups not not solely right, right, because yeah, of dax yeah. but i mean looking at who our matchups are right now uh, dax was such a problem because uh, teams didn't want to put their best aerial defender on a 5-8 midfielder they put him on someone else. So he would usually get a matchup like he did against Materita all the time, who he beat easily mm-hmm. uh, as like a second or third option on a set piece. Um, but now we don't have that. Now our best options are, you know, Parnell and Long, I guess. Maybe Mario potentially. Um, and they're all allowed to get uh, the first... Um, you know, choice defender marking mm. them on all of these, and really on any day, I, I don't think I would never select Perinot as my number one aerial threat. Really, right. on the set piece,
2: I think ideally he would be heading the ball on or something. I, I uh, mean, and we, Zubar again. I, I, think I was going to say I, I we joke about this a little bit, but I, I desperately kind of miss Zubar's aerial ability. I don't think anyone really on the team has that right. this season. Because at the very least, again,
0: even if he didn't always score, he. At least demanded the marking
2: right. of a better defender yeah. that gave us a better uh, matchup. We just don't the have anyone that's particularly good in the air. I'd say that Rellion Collins probably our best in the air, but you know my feelings on him. He's that's... also not very good at scoring in the air, though. So, so, it's so like... true.
1: <laughs> but we didn't. I mean, really a lot of our plays last time or last season and even the season before were these like really like elaborate uh, elaborate set pieces that where we didn't score off the first touch from the from the actual set piece itself it was that there would the ball would be then hit to another mm-hmm. side of mm-hmm. the of in, within the 18 yeah where it was then put into the net and I don't know if we have a a, a player who's been doing a, a good job of putting that secondary ball in
2: I think we just have been losing a lot of second balls in general though too this season that's true you know I, we don't have the same kind of um like drive to get that ball immediately like we did yeah i think maybe
0: part of that's maybe due to shape i've noticed in this game it seemed particularly severe that felipe uh had a long way to run on on recovery especially on transition um that uh makes those makes or forces him i think to play a little bit more conservatively in order to adjust especially as he gets more tired throughout the game counter that to the really tight triangles we used to see between him and Dax Mm -hmm. and uh, Sasha or even a fullback or Lloyd uh, oh yeah um you know kind of near the halfway line you don't have those as much anymore because our other midfielder is Davis who was rightfully further up the pitch and then uh you don't have kind of the the you know pressing ability yeah. uh, of that kind of group like we used to, and now you get Felipe chasing after guys, and he's a great endurance guy, but he's not never exactly been a sprinter.
1: I mean, you saw him get beat by yeah. Maram; like it wasn't even when when they had sc- when Maram scored, it was in the first half. Like he just just zipped right by him as if he were as slow as Andrea Pirlo. It, it, yeah. it just it just was kind of it, you know it, it's glaringly obvious. In those instances, but I, uh, Felipe's played a lot of minutes this
2: season.
0: Yeah, he has. And but I mean, even that's not his strength. I mean, the sprint sprinting in the open field is not his strength. Right, it's not yeah. supposed to be. You know, yeah. I think I don't know. Um oh, I was we'll, gonna. I, we come back
2: to formation. In I, the was second? Gonna, I was gonna. No,
0: let's let's finish the the run of the goals and then can, maybe sure. we can step back. No, I meant in the second segment. Sure, yeah. sure, yeah. Um, so eventually, Verone comes in for Sasha uh, in a interesting sub because I I don't think Sasha was doing that poorly. No. Um, He didn't look tired either. But it was interesting, like, for like, because I think it meant that Bradley was basically playing a late-career Thierry Henry midfield role, (laughs) um, which had mixed results. But uh, Gonzalo Verón does uh draw a penalty very successfully off i think a throw from kaita i think who whips it in and, and verone chases it down uh, has a great little cutback mm. and a very clear uh, tug on the leg when he's out of bounds but the ball's still in um that was adequately called for var and i think this is like a great instance of var um, it was certainly rocky the first couple weeks we saw it. Uh, if nothing else, just like how long it took to give Kaka his red card right. and, and the first time we ever saw it. But this was quick. It was pretty clear. Columbus didn't even have much to say. I don't
2: think he even went to the TV. He just trusted his uh, VA Oh, that's
0: nice. Yeah. Um, and it's like, especially considering the fact that Varone apparently got fined uh, for diving last week against philadelphia uh but no Varone gets the benefit of the doubt here from the pretty clear uh video evidence he slots it right down the middle uh for what is that his fourth or fifth goal this season i don't know i don't have that number in front of me um but great individual work from verone yeah um going down the middle yet again i'm, I'm wonder how long he can keep doing that or i think he saw uh stefan Well, Shep uh, was saying that, you know, statistically it's just the best move and nobody wants to look a fool, which I think is correct. And and the predominant take on that, um, not an exceptionally unique take, but um, I got to figure that eventually. someone will catch on. Yeah. um, I don't know. We'll see. But uh, ultimately it's not enough for the Red Bulls. Um, Honestly, I don't think we'd really make any chances after that. It was pretty dead. Um, and the uh, crew adequately run out the rest of the game and walk away with a three-two win, which is really big for them. Um, all right, do you, have, do you have any other thoughts? I think Sam, I kind of cut you off earlier.
1: Yeah, I was just gonna say that, like you were talking about the, the press earlier a little bit. Yeah. Um, it just it feels like it, I don't know where it's gone this season. Like I feel like it's just so it's just not noticeable at all. Um, it was really like a, uh, a bright spot, uh, on, on our defense for 2015 and, 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 like into a, you know, a lesser extent into 2016, but an even lesser extent into 2017. And I thought this game was a pretty obvious example of that. And I think some, you know, there's like, uh, one, one, uh, there's one play, uh, Bradley, uh, committed a foul cause he had dropped back a bit. Uh, And he was extremely frustrated. I don't know if, uh, if, Peaches, you were mentioning this, but Mm -hmm. it was like a byproduct. It it seemed like a byproduct of uh, the the team just not pressing. Mm -hmm. And Bradley just was bringing that energy and intensity uh, back into the midfield because other players just were not doing that. You know,
2: I, I think the thing about the press this season might be that Jesse has this kind of like He's kind of obsessed with playing narrow, playing tight, making our, our, our formation very, like, compact. Um, and I think he's kind of brought this into the mentality overall. And what, what might have happened is that, you know, he might have gone too far. Um, and believing that playing more tight means that we can pre- uh, play our press better. But in reality, what happened is that we're playing so narrow and so tight that we, we give a lot of space in the open field to a lot of players to pass to and we can't effectively press because we're just not there to press people anymore.
0: Yeah, I see that. But I, I think we also still haven't adequately replaced the uh, double pivot somewhat in the midfield or whatever you want to call it. Um, I the six? Think, yeah, or like the, the center of gravity in our midfield has shifted upwards. Um, in a way that uh, I think teams are starting to figure out makes the the bottom or the base of it more um, yeah uh, vulnerable mm-hmm. um, and I think that was on show on Saturday uh, and even you know like against Philadelphia on um, Sunday if they could have just like completed a pass we would have been in trouble and then again I think uh, in on Wednesday in the open Cup final was also an issue
2: yeah I mean Yeah, I don't disagree with that. Actually, I think if anything, um, you know, the three in the back might just be a stopgap solution to our vulnerabilities from from kind of like it might be symptomatic of the problem, not the problem itself. Yeah, I think it would be worthwhile to. (laughs) I think I think there would be
0: more value add from having that extra body in the midfield again uh, than in the back three. Um, You know, I, I don't think the the wing backs aren't pinching in adequately enough i mean maybe Muel does that when he's on the field a little bit but then again i don't think it's it's uh contributing or helping our actual uh build up play or or a transition Muel's not you know making those third line passes either um so i i would not mind a return to the four in the back, uh, if it can get us an extra body, I mean, this is like, a pretty hot topic, I think, right now,
2: going yeah. back to four in the back.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I would like to see some change, certainly, especially since we're not executing. We haven't won a game in, it feels like, months. Uh, but uh, I guess uh, an obvious replacement for Dax, I mean, from the start, it was seemingly Tyler Adams Yeah. in that like-for-like swap. Yeah. Uh, we we're playing him in positions that he isn't maybe – you know, it's not his specialty the right wing back is not a specialty he he's not is, comfortable he is there. capable of yeah. playing it but that's not what he was you know it's not his strongest point I feel like that that defensive role that the defensive midfield role at Dax played is something that Adams was was good at on the, yeah. on the second team and something that Jesse should consider on this first team in these last five games right and right hey, now that we have Escobar and, and
0: some cover at center back now, uh, you can, if you do four in the back, you can do long in Escobar and uh, to cover for the weeks that Parnell can't play, um, and then you can put Murillo and or Zizzo at right back where I think that would solve a lot of our problems if their struggles <laughs> at right center back or left center back respectively yeah. also puts taxi at the more familiar left back position I, I also yeah.
1: I also want to emphasize that I don't think taxi's doing well in this left wing back role I think he's doing yeah, fine. I think he looked better in this game he's he's doing I think he's doing just fine like he's not not nothing great it he his better games in my opinion are when he's on the back line, as opposed to being in that wing position. Yeah. I just, so even as a just a straight left back in a four-man back line, I think he's better suited there than in this left wing back five back I, line. Yeah, percent.
2: I still find it odd that he just has not transitioned well to that wing back role. Because
1: he's a pacey player, you figure that he's the type of person who is he built, might, he's built for that position. I think he, he runs down, down the, the energy. Uh, like I, th- I no, don't think I it's. The don't the engine think it's on I don't know him. if it's because he, he
0: runs just as much in the left back. I think that he he uh, the situational awareness. Is different, and he doesn't have his usual, um, you know, spaces to pass into and to work with.
1: Maybe it's a uh, Yeah, because he doesn't
2: have a winger to work with. I get that too. Yeah, because it's kind of like all of our wingers. Also, his center back outlet is in a different place. Right, and all of our attacking midfielders now are kind of pinching into the middle instead of going out wide. So, yeah, I mean, um, this is kind of why I wanted to bring the formation talk into the second segment, just because I think there's a lot to unpack and there's a lot to talk about how we can, uh, you know, line up. I mean, we can Definitely. we can pin that I guess for now
0: and just move to goat and WOAT and zote. Um, <laughs> I have a I have a zote.
1: Well, go- let's start with goat. Goat. Uh, I'm going to give it to Bradley. Um, I think that he had a very good game. Yeah. Uh, great goal. Great energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that instance where he drew, he fouled. Um, I don't know if it was Higuain or somebody else, but maybe it was Trap. Uh, but. Um, uh, I thought his energy was great. Yeah. Um, and then he was also asked to play a position that he wasn't necessarily comfortable or maybe not comfortable but it was not ideal. Uh and he, he still did did a halfway decent job in that very odd central like box to box midfield position that he was playing. I don't putting. know if he was that. He, deep, he was a number 10. He was really deep. He was like he alongside just came back Tyler Adams though. Like that was odd to me.
2: I think he just came back because no one else was trying to win the ball back.
1: I it was it was it was like, might have what he, he was doing, back. but I
2: don't think that's what he's
0: supposed Post- to do. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, okay. I think for that, I, I don't know. I think for
2: the reason that Bradley had to play deep, I mean, I I can't disagree with you that Bradley had a great game, but just just he just doesn't look good in that position. He only looks good when he's up. Uh, you know up top making I totally agree runs. I don't think he was I don't um, think
1: he went there like volunteer like it wasn't like he like actively no, saw no, that no, right, position right. yeah exactly but like at the same time like
2: I it just I think that brought me down enough to the level where I can say that I think that Gonzalo Verón should get goat because I just I think he just adds something that um, we desperately need whatever yeah, that was a
0: dynamism dynamism that we did not have simply uh, and he was only playing in the field I think who could do something like that he yeah did. And then lo and behold, no one else, uh, you know, gave him an opportunity to do something like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm going to go with Bradley as well. Uh, It's a tight, uh, nifty little goal. 16 on the season. Love that. Um, Let's do Wote. I can start. Mm, Go. We can snake it. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually going to go with Felipe. This game. I guess we kind of all have. expressed a lot of doubt about him so far actually to a way that's kind of surprised me but um yeah Escobar is kind of trailing back and and failing to step up on that but um i I think we should or renew our focus on to why we're getting those diagonal balls in in the first place and in addition to that I think he was he was sloppy in possession too mm-hmm. um just slightly off um and uh, we don't talk about Felipe a lot either and I think we kinda just assume he's not doing well and, and kinda give him the benefit of the doubt, but I think uh he he kind of slacked a little bit this game.
2: Um I mean yeah, I, I mean I, I think I kind of agree with you. Um I can't really think of anyone else who like stood out and it's only because of expectations really. I think Felipe's always played at least like a seven point two out of ten, if not better, every game and this might be like a specific a five. So um, I don't know.
1: I I think Felipe's just tired. Um, I d- I agree with you. And there. I'm sure he's stubborn and w- will refuse to admit that, that that that's the case. Um, I didn't think Escobar had a very good game. Um, he worries me in the back. Uh, Britt, I remember you mentioned at some point uh, during the game that he kind of gives defenders or gives attackers a little too much what was it space or like isn't like either either not tight enough on them uh or like allows them to have like the ability to make these runs yeah um which i just i i don't i i I think that he could do a little bit better um i guess i'm honestly just between the two uh i'm gonna just just gonna give it to Escobar.
2: yeah can i give a shout out to perrin ellen sasha who i thought had a decent game
0: uh sure. No, um, you're not allowed to give the shout out. So. Okay,
2: Zote. So, oh, I, it's Mwil for me. <laughs> did, did he play? That was
0: the point. Really. Oh, okay. I was like double checking. I was like <laughs> fuck, like I mean, uh, no, we didn't even talk about him not starting, but whatever. We've we've gone on long enough. We can talk about that in segment
2: 2. No, but for real, I guess. I I I would give mine to um Paranel for having like a whole game okay
1: Paranel does this thing where he like I don't know though giving up three
0: goals and in, in weakness on set pieces even though he it was know. an individual fault I don't remember on the third one to be honest but I, I he may have been the one marking the guy on the, on the corner
1: I don't know none of the back three were convincing to me to be completely honest but but I, I don't know Parnell is this weird thing where he like is just like super unathletic about getting things done but like somehow manages to get them done on the back line I think that's why I like there were so like much. a few tackles <laughs> that he made that like it looked like he was just kind of falling and like he manages to get the ball and yeah. like clears yeah. it it's just like he just kind of looks like an old man yeah, yeah, and he's
2: like, good for a yellow card every time. He kind of
0: has too. the Sacker koshelny pairing going with yeah, Miazga, yeah, yeah, but yeah, now yeah. he doesn't have Miazga, yeah, yeah. and he's only gotten more Mirdesacker. So it's <laughs> like, you know, and there's three <laughs> people instead of two, so I think it's it's more awkward. Yeah, it just doesn't work. I'm going to give mine to Kamar. Just totally yeah. meh. I'm but, gonna, like,
1: consistently meh. I'm going to
0: go on for Connor Laid, who came in from Rio at halftime. Um, Connor's my second choice. And I think did absolutely fine. Or I don't, yeah, whatever. Cool. Any learning thoughts on the three-two loss to Columbus? Not happy.
1: Not thrilled about Jesse's response. Uh, But I will say that we're only two points behind where we were last season uh, at this time, so you know we can only be so mad about this whole thing. But I think that there is a a, an appropriate, uh, like, it, it is valid to be extremely pissed about this loss.
0: Yeah, I think it's it's far worse to be. Well, actually, in people. Um, cool. And then maybe, I think, I as we always do in the second segment, we'll talk more larger picture, especially looking forward.
3: Tired of being what you want me to be. Feeling so faithless, lost under the surface. Don't know what you're expecting of me. But under the pressure of walking in your shoes.
0: segment two of episode 67 of you from 202 uh peaches can you roll the sad music from marketplace because i'm going to dedicate the segment to my jersey which has been maimed um while trying to seal in the signature of dax mccarty on the jersey which i haven't worn because it's been filthy because i haven't known what to do with it since i got it um I tried to seal it with the iron and peaches, uh, melted the M, so now it is <laughs> um, Or I guess it's like kind of half of the M, I don't know, is it? Nicardi? Nicardi. Entirely different. Um, the one seems to be I wonder if they would replace that. I don't know. Huh. Yeah. Well, or like just the letter. Uh, in a way, I don't know, maybe it makes it so it's like, well, I can just wear it now. Yeah. It's not like I'm wearing mid-conditioned something to the stadium, but uh, rest in peace. Jersey. With that, let's turn our attention to the rest of MLS results in week. I don't know. Technically, they hand out, I think, week, like match day numbers, but it doesn't matter because there's maybe, I think it's less than 50% of the teams have the same number of games played. Mm-hmm. So it's all moot. But really, uh, results actually kind of went pretty well for us, which makes us not being able to get a result ourselves pretty <sighs> upsetting. Uh, NYCFC dropped points at their home game in uh, East Hartford, Connecticut um, to the Houston Dynamo 1 1. Uh, they continue to look pretty bad, apparently, um, which is extremely welcome news. Uh, the Revs beating Toronto is uh, actually not that great of a result for us. Um, we're already not going to catch Toronto. Uh, and the Revs, I guess, it keeps them alive, which I would prefer them to die as quickly as possible. But um, it also adds the scenario where this coming Saturday, Toronto uh, will be going, uh, trying to win the shield, and if we take points off of Toronto, since they haven't clinched yet, that means we'll just be keeping NYCFC in the race even longer, which I am not a fan of either. Come on, Toronto's won the shield already. Um, They're not going to lose out. (laughs) Well i thought we wouldn't either but um we also have uh dc united okay maybe i should take it back not all the results were that good for us because dc united dc united wins 4-0 uh and patrick mullins uh scores four goals which means he's now just uh i think 16 goals short of the golden golden boot uh as those are his first four goals of the season Uh, Philadelphia beats Chicago Uh, 3-1, so they drop those points, um, and makes it, uh, keeps them in, I don't know, perhaps striking distance, Uh, and although if you're rooting for Chicago to overtake NYCFC, maybe you're not too thrilled about that, Um, and then... uh, Atlanta does beat Montreal, who are really the main team nipping at our heels right now. Um, since Atlanta's already making playoffs, that is a welcome result. Uh, and then Portland beats Orlando, uh, which is also a nice little bit of breathing room uh, in the standings beneath us in the Eastern Conference, which look like the New York Red Bulls in sixth place with 42 points in 29 games played. Montreal with 39 points in 30 games played so if we can win on wednesday and get win that game in hand then we will be six points up and uh a lot uh what easier at rest in my opinion <laughs> although montreal also plays on wednesday so i don't know exactly when we're gonna we're gonna pick this up um, but, and in fact, we'll be rooting for them. I mean, at least I will be rooting for them to win as they're hosting NYCFC. So, um, let's turn to Wednesday, I guess, uh, though, against DC United. Been a while since we talked about DC United. Uh, when did we play them? Uh, in the spring. In April is April. So early. I don't even remember. I think that. I was saying, it, just when we were recording, like, a couple months ago, somebody brought up DC, and I said, wow, you know, I completely... Have no memory of that game. Um, what but what happened
2: in that game?
0: I think we won 2 0. Huh. Um, but uh, they're doing terribly, uh, which is always welcome news. Uh, we're gonna play them twice in what like a month, uh, including yeah. to close out uh, RFK Stadium. Um, but this will be our second, I think, home game here at uh, Red Bull Arena to host DC United. Um, they have 31 points on 30 games played. They are not in last place. They have LA Galaxy and Colorado behind them uh, to thank for that. But they are in last place in the Eastern Conference. Not a good team by any means, despite the flash of brilliance from uh, Patrick Mullins. Um, we have Luciano Acosta on this team. We have Lloyd Sam on this team. And we have Bill Hamid on this team still, although... Probably not for long, because according to Ivis Glarsep, DC United has uh, purposefully uh, locked out Bill Hamid from his last start because they knew a European scout was coming to see him, and he's out of contract at the end of the season. Which, uh, like, I have no love for Bill Hamid, that, but that is a pure scumbag move from DC United. Uh, and there's there's no reason for that kind of pettiness uh, to sabotage uh, what has been a good player for your team for the last couple of years. So he's been there
2: much longer than you should have. Yeah.
0: It, and, you know, uh, I wish uh, all misfortune on Bill Hamid in the 90 minutes he's playing us. And I hope he makes many mistakes. But uh, shame on D.C. United's organization for pulling off that um, unbelievably petty. Uh, what are you expecting out of this game that by all accounts we should win?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna <clears throat> uh, I'm very quickly reminded of last season's game on September 11th when we were winning 2 nothing, uh, And all seemed well and then we give up two goals within five minutes at the end of the game yep uh, on a like corner kick at the end of stoppage time uh, with like Bill Hamid Up like, up in, in in our box And like it just Fuck that game fucking sucked And, and I just feel like It was like somebody died <laughs> It was so quiet walking out Yeah it felt like a loss Even though it wasn't a loss I just feel like Like this is another game Where like i mean i'm this is a must win like straight up there's like there's nothing else like we talked about this a little bit with uh, the philadelphia game uh and how that was seemingly a must win uh, but this is like definitively a must win given our form and given the fact that montreal and new england are not making it
2: easy on us to finish in at least sixth place this season i expect patrick mullins to score a hat-trick against us oh jeez
0: yeah, I mean, looking back to, um, but I think we're gonna win those little points projection things I did. So the the worst case scenario that I outlined, is this is happening was no. <laughs> was wins versus Philadelphia and DC and that was it. <laughs> so we failed to get that. But the worst case scenario uh, was picking up only nine of our remaining points. Uh, but now if we were to, <laughs> and this still includes beating DC, so, if we don't, if we don't win uh, tomorrow, um, I'm looking at maybe three points for the rest of the season. Uh, if we don't, in, or best case scenario, I guess I have nine points for the rest of the season is what the other scenario I outlined. But, yeah, if we, if we lose tomorrow, then the scenario of uh, dropping enough points to not make playoffs, I think, becomes believable, to be honest.
1: Yeah, if we lose tomorrow, I don't. Yeah. Think, uh, we're not. Yeah. we are not we are not making the playoffs. But I just definitively think that's the case because I think everyone's confidence is going to just be totally shot. I think everyone's really tired because we played a lot of a lot of games in this stretch, and we're going to continue to keep. We're going to yep. continue that going into the weekend too against Toronto. So like this is clearly not not a good sign. I, I just think that we got to really pull something. Uh, out of this game And and, and hopefully uh, with Royer coming back yep. uh, We'll see some more offensive firepower uh, Don't don't say that name For me
0: it's back. It's really a scenario of if we don't win Then we don't deserve to make playoffs Just like pff, whatever Fine yeah. kill us now You, you know, know what's going to happen we're not going to win tomorrow but We're going to beat Toronto Yeah <laughs> I mean that would have been funny last year. I would have joked. I would have joked about that last year. Like not this year though. Like I just don't think that's
2: plausible enough. I mean, New England beat them.
0: Yeah, but that—that's not us. It's not the 2017 New York Red Bulls. Uh, but yes, New, uh, Daniel I mean, Royer has New been England, been England is not a better team. That's no. no. beside the point shoot, though. That's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> beside the point. Is that no team? Uh, is better at defying our own expectations than us. <laughs> yeah. um, downwards, downwards, for in the sure, downward direction. For sure. um, but yeah, Danny Royer is, quote, a full go. But if it's the year 2017 and you don't believe that Jesse Marsh will put a dead man on the field, I don't know what to tell you because I think he might put a dead man on the field. Uh, I still won't believe that Danny Royer is not dead until I see him moving. And even then, maybe it's like a case of just like the nerves firing in the last throws, <laughs> um, but like a, uh, like a chicken running. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I mean, I think everyone's starting to get a little wary of declaring or putting all of our hopes on Danny. I think we all know it's kind of dumb, but I think we're still doing it nonetheless. Yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's
1: that. I totally, totally agree. Oh yeah. My God.
2: But I've also put all of my expectations into Verone starting for us to start winning again. So we're never that's
3: not gonna game. happen
0: as uh you may have heard on the broadcast last week that uh bw people picked up a uh, yellow card accumulation and would be suspended for this match uh, the team confirmed today to some reporters that that is not the case um, he will be available we did have a good brief momentary laugh though and the consensus immediate joke among everyone on rbny twitter was that? Oh, great! Now we can finally start. Uh, you know, who uh, we've been dying to start at striker, and then insert everyone except Sao Saussezau, Alex Mouillot. Uh But um, if if anything, I think the comms team told Dan Firestein that BWP will play, so sounds like he's going to start. Um, uh. It is two games in a week, so you know, <laughs> wouldn't be crazy to think about rotation. But I don't know. Yeah, I guess let's start talking about lineup. Presuming that uh, Royer's a go, I mean, Jesse did say he basically will start. He didn't say literally he'll start, but he's in full consideration for starting. Where do we go from there? <laughs> Presuming, let's save ourselves some time and presume we're not shifting to the back four again. And back five is still going to be back five. We're not. I mean, we're yeah. not
1: going to shift. I, you, I just like At this point, I've just kind of come to terms with the fact that Jesse's going to be stubborn about his formations and his players. So, I guess there's a difference
2: between what I think I'm going to see and what I want to see. I mean, you say that, but he also like played 4 what the four one three two at some point this season. So it, it, I think that Jesse's like weird about experimentation. Maybe not this late in the season, but I think it was supposed to be four two three one, but the midfield didn't have enough time to actually. No, this one, uh, Gold Branson was still starting. Oh, that feels like ages yeah. ago. It's a
1: name I've not heard in a very long time. Freddie G. Um, it's, But it's a, di- it's a different team.
2: Yeah, but we could still play two up
1: top. I mean, I'm, I'm well, not... Regardless, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. We, well, regardless, point is that we should definitely not spend time expecting.
2: That. Right.
0: Yeah. Uh, So, I, I mean, I would expect, you know, I'd expect BWP up there. I'd expect... Um, I'm probably going to expect Davis yeah. up there. I think it's going to be Davis, usual Roy. suspects. I think it's going to be...
1: Royer I don't think Royer for Moial. I don't Yeah, I don't is going to start. Gonna, I don't know if Royer's going to start. I don't know. Maybe Kaida starts He's listed as day. He's listed I day today.
0: I know the quote was very strong, but I, yeah, you're right. I was just saying I expect him to be dead. So, um, yeah.
1: I mean, I could see Kaida playing in that uh attacking midfielder role too. Kaida
0: has I, been getting minutes. He's yeah. been
1: getting minutes, but I think it's he's still in that sub role because he's still new enough to the team where he needs to continue on I don't know adapting and understanding how the team plays for him to start. I feel like he's yeah. the type of person who's adding a, a lot off the bench, um, but I'm not necessarily as convinced. I think with Jesse's him
2: just just yet. Yeah, but I, I think Jesse's not going to start Wheel again. Like um, I, I think he didn't rest Wheel. Like that's not what. God, happened. It's been so long since we've
0: seen Wheel and Royer. Were they mutually exclusive from each other? They played together, right?
1: Yeah, but yeah, Muil yeah. was like wing back. Yeah, when Royer started,
2: like one time.
1: But yeah, but I, I don't, I don't know. I have very like low expectations on like lineup creativity, yeah. creativity by Marsh at this point.
0: Uh, Jesse has been responding or reacting in a very direct, short-term way, in that he seems to be benching immediate performances, in that uh, Zizzo was benched um, after the Open Cup, and Mui- as was Muil. And I believe Mario got uh, a benching uh, after a poor showing recently. Um, he got subbed out at halftime. So I wouldn't be surprised to see a non-start from Escobar. Um, but either way, I think I'm going to be disappointed at whoever's on the back line tomorrow, no matter what. Hmm. But we'll see. Um, or Wednesday. Gosh, I tricked myself into thinking it was Tuesday uh, just because of our usual schedule. Um, but, yeah, it'll be the first time back at Red Bull Arena. Well, I guess we were there last Sunday, but first night game in a while.
1: I don't know. I have nothing good to say about this game. I just have nothing good to say about, like, my expectations. Yeah. Either Um, we
0: can only win and do what we're supposed to do or catastrophically fail and the season's
2: over.
1: Yeah. I don't know, man.
2: That said, what do you think is going
0: to happen?
1: Predictions.
2: Well, I said that Patty Mullins is going to score a hat trick. I still stand by that, and we're going to win 4-3.
1: Yeah, okay. I mean, like, Mullen scoring a hat trick is also indicative that like San Jose is just like a pretty mediocre team, as they have been for quite some time. Just like our team, we scored five against them. Yeah, they're also missing two center backs when we played them. They're missing their two starters to international duty and inj- or to suspension. One was, I think they were both suspended. One was red and one was yellow card accumulation. Oh, I don't know. Something like that. But I know that they were missing, two too. I know under
0: Superioli has been playing quite a bit. Um, he's who played against us. And he's not very
1: good. Yeah. Well, either way. Yeah. Uh, I see this as like a zero-zero draw. I just don't think either team scores. Uh. I don't. I don't think we're creative enough. I think Danny Royer plays and then is underwhelming. Cause and, and like in like and it'll be the fear that I have, which is that we collectively rely on him as like the answer. Like when he's healthy, he's gonna solve all our problems. But then like everyone realizes like that's not. What's going to happen? He's
2: going to have to get match fit. I don't think that's like a good expectation in general. But that's anybody. like definitely the expectation of the fan base, though. I mean, no, it's, it's, I mean, there's clearly a correlation that <laughs> when Royer stopped playing, we stopped, we like stopped yeah. winning too. True. I mean, the most that
0: I would, the most I would say about a potential <coughs> causation would be that he like, Grella of old and old systems kind of provides that counter pressing and strength on the wing that we haven't been able to duplicate since. But yeah, as we've said, I'm not holding my breath. I'm going to go for 1-1 one, one draw. Uh, I think it's there's going to be a defensive breakdown that disappoints us, and we're going to be left wanting an attack. Um, and Varone's going to get thrown on for like 15 minutes, and it's not going to be enough time <laughs> for him to do anything to save us. Um cool. So let's talk. how does uh Paul Ariola do, do you think? <sighs> totally forgot about that guy. Who? I have no idea. <laughs> Who cares? Can't begin to pretend. Um, yeah. Toronto on Saturday. Mm. Toronto's gonna be gunning for it. I don't believe they give a game on Wednesday, but this this they just need to win. So this would be their shield clincher at home. Uh you know, in even in normal circumstances or or with that aside i would not expect a win here i am particularly
2: pessimistic what do you guys think i think we're gonna win i think it's gonna be a weird game
1: no there's no way we win
2: (laughs) like like i don't think i think toronto might just be in like that that end of season complacency mode where they just know they win the shield
1: no that's not how that works i don't think because they needed to keep the momentum going into the playoffs I, i mean like they also were in the finals last season and like they can taste the cup they like i i'm sure the entire team is is like very keen on like keeping that momentum going regardless of the shield
2: yeah but you could say that about us like for the past two seasons and we didn't, didn't make it happen. to the final though like yeah but like i mean like in, in terms of like trying to end the season well and it just doesn't happen even if we are doing well Dallas just scored. Um, if, if, if you know, yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I think we're going to get pantsed. Uh, I, I think it's not going to be close. I think it's
1: going to be like 4-0. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to be ugly. I think that they're going to find their form again. And it's like, just like, right when everyone starts to doubt them, they're going to be like, oh, wait. And then they're going to kick our asses and it's going to get real ugly.
2: Well, I think we're going to win 3-1. I
1: I, I admire your naive Tay. Uh, yeah. So,
2: can we talk about formations or like what we'd want?
0: I feel like we've already talked about formations. No, like a what, ton. what
2: what kind of formation do you want to see? Or like what because we've we've talked about like going back to four in the back, but like where do we really realistically see our players fitting into a different formation?
0: Okay, you can start. I guess.
2: Well, I, I guess I'm, I'm I, I want to start off because Fernando put out this four-three-three that kind of features all of our uh, tam and DP players. Uh, uh, okay, I, I like. I don't know about that metho- methodology. Well, I but mean, keep going like, on. yeah. So, so it'd be like BWP up top, uh, Kaida um, in in kind of like the ten roll. Uh, on it's Royer and Verone, I guess, it, uh, joining the top three, um, and and Felipe and Sasha as the um, eight and the six, um, and then Kamar, uh, Long Escobar and Mario. I think I think that's what it was.
1: So no Adams, no Davis. Yeah, yeah. I think you're wrong. I think it was Adams. Oh, Adams was on the
2: right. You're right. You're right. You're
1: right. Uh, you know, it's an interesting question. Interesting topic. Uh, I, I just I don't know about four three three. I don't know about starting those players. I think that you know, I want to see Verone, uh, but I don't know where. And I know that Jesse is keen on keeping him on the bench. Uh, regardless of how many goals he scores in the very few minutes that he's given, um, but uh, I mean that's an interesting formation. I haven't really thought too much about it, but I think that if anything, we might be better off just going back to what our you know our basics. Four two three one, which is just a four two three one, and I think it's just I think that we can do just fine with four in the back being Kamar Escobar, Long, and Mario. Uh, that 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 could suit us just you know very well. Uh, I think Adams and Felipe should be those two midfielders, uh, and then just Royer, Davis, and Question uh, Royer, Question Davis, uh, and then Bradley up top. I think that we need to try that one in one of these upcoming games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that that would do no harm at this yeah, point. Yeah,
2: I think uh, the four three three is actually even um, what I, I think we should go with if. <laughs> Uh, funnily enough i think we should try the four-two-two-two again uh
0: yeah i mean i i was fond of that idea last week but i think the, my hang up is that i i kind of want to see adams and davis get minutes and on the field especially for this season i think it's one of the un uh undoubted successes of the season has been all the minutes they've both gotten because the and that, as I've said before, it was the point of the DAX trade—not the immediate return that we just got, literally four DAX. It was to create space for them. Now, it was a mistake to play Davis like for like for DAX. Yeah, we should have done Adams like before for like that, for and then f- figured out to pair Davis further up the field. Yeah. and it could still be—it was would still be a success to find that out. Ideally, we would figure out that you know combination well, of training at the yeah. beginning of the season, not during the season.
2: Well, my preferred
0: also if all of this still holds if you just traded Felipe instead of Dax well the, the point is you need to get you needed to get rid of one or deal one in order to create space
2: for them well Felipe's younger so I mean like uh, and he seems to have a a, a a larger engine on him but in my the the 4222 that I'd like actually features both Davis and Adams oh where so the top two are going to be Verone and Bradley um, the kind of like I guess the the winger two or the the interchanging two would be Royer and Davis, kind of like how we have them in our th- three back formation right now, um, and then in midfield I'd put Felipe and Adams, so Sasha's gonna get dropped. Mm-hmm. Oh uh, geez. And then Kamar, um, I guess Long Escobar and Maria.
0: Yeah, I don't know about dropping. I mean that's the
2: team experimental, but, right but, now, but. I, I just I don't I don't like Sasha right now.
1: I no, I mean he's got to he's got to play he's got to play.
2: I think he can sit a game.
1: I I don't think so. What's
0: but but he's got to finish the season. Like you can't. I I
1: don't know. I don't. I don't. Benching your captain at this point, like that's a but how like how how I feel like the captaincy is just really ceremonial anyway.
0: That's I, mean, uh, I don't think it is for this team. For some teams, maybe for this team, I it's, I think like like it's
1: not. I don't I don't want to get into it because this could take another 20, 30 minutes. Like how many times did Captain John Terry play for Chelsea last season? Well, I don't, really I don't give a fuck about Chelsea. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> I don't
0: know. Like I don't I don't think Captain. So they basically is had that. a de facto captain, which I do not think we have
2: uh, in the same kind of way. But also, yeah, I don't know. I I just don't I don't know why we put so much like we shouldn't care so much about who the captain is. Okay, um, <laughs> sure. Um,
1: all right. So, uh, but I mean, it's a good. It's, you're bringing up good points. So, like, I, I, it, it's a good. It's good to talk about. I mean, uh, like, not, not, not no, 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 not the captaincy. More about the. I'm talking about, also more about the formation. Important. Yeah, Mid-fiel, but but Mid-fielder. Sasha.
2: Sasha's not been informed. Like, if you're not, not in informed, bad. you should be benched. What for Kaita, who's been on the team for a month? Yeah, and he's been playing well. He puts yeah. better
0: corners in. You got to finish the season with Sasha. Ugh, it's so weird. I don't put it better corners in. He's better set pieces. That's not a reason to sub out your your main creative attacking midfielder. has
2: not been that creative? When's the last time he's had an assist?
0: I don't know, but he I don't know if that off the top of my head. But he's I don't know. I, I'm not ready to bench Kaida for him like for like right now. Uh, it's not even benching Kaida. It'd just be putting Adams back in the midfield, but. Okay, well,
1: I look forward to Jesse trying that and seeing how it goes. Well, I'd uh, like him to try something. <clears throat> I look forward to Jesse making at least one or two changes, but I think that might be even too much to ask. So, yeah. I don't know. We'll find out on Wednesday. Uh,
0: yeah, okay. So, before we head out, there's one little bit that I enjoyed greatly, uh, which what comes in the little bit of news that not other than uh, New York and Connecticut football club is submitting to the state's RFP for the Belmont site, Belmont Elmont. Is it okay? Can some, can a a New York state local clarify for me? Is it Belmont or it's Belmont located in Elmont. Is that a coincidence? Uh, I'm uh, not from long Island, but it's like the town is Elmont, but the site is Belmont. I don't know. I'm very confused. Somebody uh, can send me a well, actually email. To clarify me Um, but uh, according to sources uh, you know they have sources within the city that they prefer and that you know that's their first target but uh, they're just doing it anyway because there's an RFP open and why not and it's specifically soliciting for um, sports and entertainment sites that's the story at least I don't know I, th- I would greatly enjoy if they moved to Belmont or, or right outside the city limits but people who know Long Island much much better than I will know that it is right outside the city border technically which uh, caused one uh, Smurf supporter on Twitter to ask uh, at Newsday Sports what if we got City Hall in Nassau County to zone the spot into NYC proper which is just beautiful. It's like wow. everything. It's just like re like it doesn't really matter. This has proven to me even further that that the NYCFC stadium is the exact same thing as Trump's wall. It's like it doesn't actually matter who pays for it. It doesn't actually matter where it gets built. It's just they want to just want to say it's ours. We did it. It's our it's our uh resentment or our, our clan identification in brick and mortar but they will they will so
2: man that's so uh
0: i i love it though i hope that they they what if
2: we just took harrison and called it new york or the new york metropolitan area
0: yeah that would be wild um (laughs) but uh, i do hope that happens actually i wouldn't be mad if they swing it that way uh it's not like you know uh the town of Hempstead or wherever or Belmont or Elmont or Hemp or <laughs> N- Nassau would have any interest in the tax revenues or anything or the property tax on that stadium. I'm sure they could just do it for Yankees for, uh, NYCFC. There are no, no
2: political implications.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I work in, in public budget. I can confirm that. <laughs> um, cool. There was no Benny question this week. Oh, we recorded early this week. That's true. You're, you're, uh, you're slumping Benny. Gosh. Not anticipating our schedule change. Oh. Um, other announcements... <laughs> new <York> St. <Saint-Germain. laughs> that was so good. Yes. Yeah. Fuck. Um, yeah. That, hey, if you uh, are interested in architecture uh, and or politics, or, say, the intersection of architecture and politics and want to support a really cool um, upcoming uh, independent publication being released in your very own Brooklyn You can go to the uh, launch party for the first issue of Take Shape, a magazine about architecture and politics. Uh, I'm going to be there. It's Friday at the Kahneman's Brooklyn at 8 p.m. It's right off the really close to the Hoyt Skimmerhorn ACG stop or the Hoyt 23, you know, that whole area, basically. Downtown Brooklyn meets Boreham Hill. Um, It'll be cool. There'll be food and drink as well um if you're into that kind of stuff uh you guys come into my barbecue on saturday are you asking
2: our listeners no i'm asking (laughs) you i mean if you
0: know me and and you have my number and you can ask me my address then yeah i would definitely do so listener but uh i'm just just publicly shaming you publicly (laughs) shaming you into coming now oh
1: well (laughs) then i guess i'll see you on
0: saturday thanks (laughs) (laughs) i guess i'll see you on friday Oh, wait, there's a oh wait, the game's away. okay, we'll see you Wednesday for the Red Bulls game. Oh, right, which we're all clearly looking forward to at this point. <laughs> all right, so we mm-hmm. should we should wrap episode. 67 If you from 202. Contact at viewfrom from 202.com.
4: It's the blackout. Rory got the back out. Showing my black ass. Engine in the glass house. Started in the crack house. Obama went the back route. Kill Ben Laden. Another four up in the black house. Still got the max out. Pull a mask down like a mascot. Still trick with bitches. I would money. Her with ass shots. Good. Had room for one more. I took the last spot. Re-up gang. Peter Nicolaita. Hit the jackpot. Whole nother level. Then you add fame. That's a whole nother devil. Legit drug dealer, that's a whole nother bezel. The carbon auto mall, that's a whole nother metal. But still keep it ghetto. Behind the scenes, pull strings like your pedal. The gun blow steam whistle like a tea kettle. Running like the rebels. You an L V sports shoe on a pedal. I let you niggas settle. Yeah. Trouble on my mind. I got trouble on my mind. Trouble on my mind. So much trouble. Trouble on my mind. I got
3: trouble on my mind. Trouble on my mind. So much trouble on my mind. On my mind. Bro said, get him, so I got him. I tripped on pale, Palin, then I accidentally shot him Then it ricocheted and killed the game I'm a problem cause I wanna fuck the world but not a fan of using condoms Hard in my French, I'm going hard as my dick When I envision my tip on the crust of bitch lips Mr. Lipshits has been tripping since I mentioned Reptar, Triceratops, Dinosaur Dick I feel it in my gut To kill these motherfuckers is a must like the arm of my pits You niggas coming shorter than a Bushwick Billy costume on. Doing Christmas in Philly. Um, well, not really. It's getting kind of chilly. Let's head a couple bars and get some bitches wet, Willie's. Soaked, getting jiggy with it. And Bel Air's riches with a bag of pills, couple berries, and a biscuit. Trouble on my mind. I got trouble on my mind. Trouble on my
4: mind. So much trouble on my mind. Trouble on my mind.
3: And a really shitty rapper in my favorite pair of socks, iron pair of Dockers, two Glock's Cox screaming What's What's with the speakers blasting, a pair of pox. Yonkers 10 milli, million, yeah. you're silly. Thinking that this cream wasn't free, Willy. The feeling is neutral, the gang is youthful, yeah. and fucking tighter than Chad Hugo's pupils. Yeah. Wolfgang and the. With the re ups, a hell of a buzz.
4: Rick James said cocaine's a hell of a drug. Who else could put the hipsters with felons and thugs and paint a perfect picture of what selling it does? This is for the critics who doubted the chemistry. Two different worlds, same symmetry. In this black art, see the wizardry. When you're at the top of your. Game, you make enemies. You'll never finish me. Trouble on my mind. I got trouble on my mind. Trouble on my mind. So much trouble on my mind. Trouble.